What's up, guys? It's Neil Dashwood here, and you're listening to I See Things a Little Differently. Hey, what's up, everybody? Uh, you may hear uh, air condition, <clears throat> excuse me, going uh, off and on. I am in a hotel room. I am currently still in Dallas, and it's pretty hot in Dallas. Um, so it's too hot for me to just be cutting the fan off and being miserable. So you guys can fuck yourselves. <laughs> um, I actually appreciate the heat, in all seriousness. Um, but like when you're in a hotel room, I don't appreciate that. <laughs> you know, if I'm outside, I can deal with it. Uh, it's it's around six o'clock Texas time, so the heat's probably died down by now. But it's been in like the not, late uh, late nineties. Listen to me, uh, it's been in the upper nineties. Um, was at DOS Expo this weekend, and um, I did want to I have time because my flight is super early in the morning. Uh, but I say, you know what? I have a few hours before I go to bed, actually. So, um, so I was like, let me record a follow-up. So this will not be an official. Well, it's yeah, this will not be an official episode. It'll be a follow-up to episode 222 I did on Friday before I got on a plane to Dallas. Um, and we'll talk about Fan Expo and all that good stuff later on. Um, but as I recorded it on 222, Vince McMahon had just announced he was stepping down as CEO. They had plugged in Stephen McMahon, which I took as, I, I, I took it the only way you can, can take it. I took it as Vince has no plan of ever leaving that spot. Because, <clears throat> first of all, for, for those of you guys who don't know, just give a little background. And we'll just get right into it right now with this. This is like fourth on my list. Um, third on my list, excuse me. Um, Vince has he, the most powerful shares in that company. And so it's one of those situations where if you look at the press junket he put out, he says he will accept any findings. It never said he would accept, like, he's not going to, he doesn't have to accept, he could accept the findings while, without accepting the, the role, air quotes, you know, air quotes, you can see me doing air quotes, that they want him to take. This was clearly leaked because all this information, just in case I didn't say this on Friday, because some of the things I, <clears throat> I did, I read everything. But I don't know. I don't remember exactly in my head or my top of my head, like everything I said. But like example, people I know people thought this was the end of Vincent Man, but Vincent Man in that press <clears throat> junkie, excuse me, said he was going to continue to be a part of the creative. He will be head of creative. Like the only thing that probably has changed is that his title is no longer CEO for the moment. But it said in that same press junket he would be head of creative. He would be at all the shows. Johnny Ace has not been on the shows. That's just to be expected. Um, and essentially for those of you wondering what Johnny Ace did. So first of all, whoever from the board leaked this, they're trying to do something big. They're, they're trying to make a power play because these emails were sent to the board. There goes the air conditioning in case you guys can hear it. And I don't know, but, um, <clears throat> these emails were sent to the board and leaked to the board in eight, uh, March or April. And they're not just being released now. So that's a good two close to three months of them having these emails and none of us in the public actually knowing. And honestly, if it feels kind of like a John Gruden thing. And I know that some of you guys don't watch sports. Why you sports analogy? Sometimes you guys are like, what the bleep are you talking about? John Gruden's an NFL co- co- uh, coach. And last year, some emails were leaked of him. He was saying some pretty bad racially charged things. Um, he ended up losing his job because of it. Now he's suing the NFL. This is no near, nowhere near as bad because here's my thing. This is just my thing. And I would really love... I've only signed a few NDAs in my life, right? <clears throat> and here's my trouble with the NDA. Is not, no, not trouble, but here's my question about NDA. So if someone knows, please let me know. By the friend coming out of this person saying that she consensually had sex and she consensually took the $3 million, I don't understand why... Vince is a bad person in this. Like apparently, I, I did, I did get, I did read everything that what the quote said. Um, air quotes again. But I guess I'm confused because I don't know what Vince did wrong. Jeremy McDivitt has said that three million dollars came from his personal account, which that's not hard to prove. You know, like me personally, I have a dispute with the I don't know a credit card company. Oh, you you didn't pay this? Yeah, I did. 
all right, we need to find proof. I go to my bank, have them print out a statement, send it to the credit card company. You know, that's it. I would assume his bank would immediately know how to do it. And so that that part of the investigation is one thing. The other part of the investigation is where Vince passed her off to Johnny Ace under her department. Now, did her and Johnny Ace have sex? It doesn't explicitly say that. You know, she, her friend didn't explicitly say that to, from what I'm seeing, you know, but it sounds like that's what they're getting at, right? And so since they're getting at that, then Johnny Ace probably should be fired. Now, when he, he passed her off, did Vince pass her off and say, hey, let the homie hit it? You know, that's where all this kind of goes. It should get interesting for me because if she signed an NDA, isn't she in breach of contract? Because I'm pretty sure the NDA says she can say nothing disparaging about Vince McMahon. It doesn't mean the friend can say something, though. Because it feels like at this point, if your friend's coming out, you have broken the NDA in some form or fashion. There's not many loopholes within NDAs. <clears throat> so that's the part of this that's kind of confusing. But I've seen a lot of people celebrating. And my confusion from the celebration is what are you celebrating? Because some people are celebrating while the the announcement he got um, or the, the, act, the, the ovation he got on SmackDown was very weird because he got a standing ovation. And I'm like, what's first of all, I think him even being out there, I think they were in Minnesota, I think it's just a, a treat, air quotes again, for a lot of people. They don't see Vince on TV very often anymore. But I don't, that confused me, one, because uh, of what he's accused of. <coughs> oh, my gosh, excuse me, sorry. Um, I think I'm losing my voice. Um, <coughs> um, but, um,. That confused me. I'm not as mad as everybody else. I'm just kind of like, whoa, this is kind of like a thing. But at the same time, you know what? I, I'm going to use Brian Danielson's words. Fickle. People are fickle, man. It just is what it is. Um, so, and, it, and so we're going to get to Smack to SmackDown review or SmackDown uh, appearance in a second. Um, but things are breaking by the day. So apparently there are other NDAs as well. So they're trying to figure out what these other NDAs are, you know, because I don't think they're actually worried about the money because because they could catch him on that and they could probably they can't force him to step down. But if it's for the greater good and Vince has proven over the last 40 years to not be a stupid person. The example I used was when uh, that doctor was talking to Pat Patterson and Pat Patterson said, hey, homie, you got to call me call me from a pay phone. Right. <clears throat> but. It depends on what these other NDAs are. Those have not been revealed yet. Um, the other NDAs could be something to the effect of, hey, yo, you know, this NDA was about other sexual. But here's my thing also. I thought was, I personally thought I was surprised when people were sending me messages about him and Linda being separated. I thought that was common knowledge. I thought they'd been like in an open marriage for a while now. I, I, believe, I thought that since like, Fudge, you know, um, when did I think that? <clears throat> Maybe 2014, 2015. I thought that that's when that was made clear that they had kind of been like in this open marriage that was a convenience for both because they both get benefits from it. Like, if you think about it, the benefits that they get, like, they wield a lot of power. Like, they were, they during the, oh, um, <clears throat> excuse me, during the uh, pandemic. They were considered an essential company. They weren't. <laughs> now, in fairness, it did give us good. It did give us something to watch during that time. Um, but that's, I guess, the biggest thing I want to make sure everyone that listens to my show takes into account. This is breaking by the day. I don't. I still believe that Vincent Man is not going anywhere. Um, he's still he's technically not going anywhere anyway, <clears throat> but I believe he will be CEO probably by the end of summer. But Johnny Ace will be gone. This is not a good look for him. Um, he's clearly going to be the guy that takes the fall here. Um, because and the thing is, the key, to me, the key thing is the friend of the woman <clears throat> said two or three things to me as key. One, she said the friend took the money. Two, she said the sexual acts were consensual. If this, she says these things are not consensual, this is a different ballgame. 
completely different freaking story and i think it will be a lot more damning um but i also think it still hurts unfortunately it still hurts the case of the accuser i don't, I don't even know what Vince is being fucking accused of from being honest with you not i know he's being accused of by the board but by, by the friend sounds like the friend was taken care of <clears throat> sounds like she got promoted made a lot of money i'm kind of confused and fuzzy on that could have been the treatment once she got to Laurenitis. I don't know. So I'm going to be mum on that. But I feel like once you take the money and once you say it's consensual, it kind of hurts whatever it is you're trying to do. But I don't think, me personally, I'm, a, I'm not a big conspiracy theorist. But I'm thinking whoever got this friend to talk, air quotes again, I'm thinking they're a member of the board that just wants to take Vince down. Does that make sense what I'm saying? I don't feel like the friend... I think it was a, a, a here's best example I could think of. For those of you who don't know or do know about the Bill Clinton and uh, what was her Monica Lewinsky situation, Monica Lewinsky, Lewinsky was confiding in a uh, older worker, um, and this worker began. She thought she was friends with her. This person began recording their conversations once she realized who Monica Lewinsky was talking about. And Monica was like, hey, I'm entrusting you with this information. And she was being recorded. And uh, she's the one who, who was looking to make a name for herself. She was unhappy. She just got removed from a position at the White House. And she wrote a book and signed a deal and essentially went to uh, other people who then broke the news uh, and <laughs> that Mike Lewinsky was having an affair with the president. Um, I have yet to watch that full true crime story. Something kind of, I'm going to use a word the kids use, something kind of cringe is, is about all of that. It's, for me, it's just super uncomfortable. I actually just can't watch it because, like, the portrayal of Monica Lewinsky, and I get, and honestly, that's how I remember the first time I seen her. I remember it's, it's a video you guys have probably seen all over. It's where Bill Clinton hugs her, and you see her smiling. The person, the character, the, the person they, they they casted, one looks just like Monica Lewinsky, <laughs> and two, she just does. I've watched like the first two episodes, and she just looks so much like her, and it's like it's just so cringe. <laughs> it's like wow, like okay. Um, didn't see that coming um and so that was that just i just can't do that but anyways <clears throat> uh but to me it reminds me of this it reminds me of i think whoever this person is this friend someone from the board found these emails couldn't get the friend to talk but got her to talk and she's kind of making a name for herself or trying to speak for her and and i send her the guise of this is wrong um, that's what it feels like as of right now. Um, but as this breaks, we'll talk about this weekly. Um, this it, it has to be because you know it comes this comes out this way. Um, the latest on Sasha Banks is that Russell votes this past Friday said sources um, at SmackDown said that even though it's not official yet, that Raj Gearing's um, news that Sasha Banks has been released from WWE is true. I mean, it kind of felt that way because if you know what this felt, you know what this felt like. This felt like a year after what happened with CM Punk when the CM Punk news were dropped and people, no one could confirm it. And I remember, I remember talking to Dylan from Figure Four Photos and I messaged him and said, well, this, this is real. He was like, nah, man, it's a unicorn. I said, dude, it's real. Like, think about this. We've never had one person come out and say Punk is coming back. It's been, well, for the right paycheck. It's been things that Punk has said and they just reiterated. But it was never uh, <clears throat> for sure, you know, this is what's going on. It was never like that. This feels like the same thing. Once Raj Gearing, first of all, and I saw tweets from Raj Gearing, who <clears throat> apparently has been getting sandblasted all over social media, which, what do y'all want him to do? I'm sorry. If she's released, she's released. And honestly, let's be real. It sounds like she wants her release. So, anyways, um, but WrestleVotes says that, and so there's really no update on it, but it's not confirmed yet, and they're not going to confirm this until they get the deals worked out. And you guys will not see her for three months. There's a, there's a picture of her where I think she's gotten some 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 hip surgery done or work. I said hip surgery. I mean work done or whatever. Um, 
<clears throat> but like it won't be confirmed until they want it to be confirmed. But I mean, and we're not going to see her wrestle for a very long time, in my opinion. I think Banks is the female CM Punk. If she's not happy, then then she's going to just go. Um, so that that's that's one thing we have to remember. Um, but yeah, I, I, that's all I'll say about it. But I definitely need, need to to say, um, you, you know, like, <clears throat> excuse me, um, just be mem- just be mindful of any reports you may see um, uh, about that. If that makes any sense. So, um, anyways, let's get some more unfortunate news. Um, Dave Hebner. Uh, has passed away. He was a referee for WWE and an agent for, for uh, an agent for WWE. A lot of people think Earl was, came, was the first one in WWE. He was not. His brother, twin brother, Dave, was actually in WWE way before him. And then they brought they only brought Earl up because Earl was still working. Um, I believe he was working in WA and in Mid Atlantic and all those other things. And they brought Dave. Uh, Earl up to do the twin angle. For those of you who don't know, it's probably, honestly, it's probably one of the greatest. Uh, it's definitely one of the greatest. Uh, it's the first time they did twin magic. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of the right word here. It's definitely one of the greatest angles of all time. That's what I was looking for. <clears throat> so for those of you who don't know, it's a Saturday night. Um, uh, Saturday Night Live, Saturday Night Live, that's not the right thing. Uh, what was Saturday Night Live? That's that's not the word I'm looking for. What is that? WWE Saturday Night Live. Uh, let's see. Saturday Night's main event. Because of my phone. And Hogan versus Andre for the World Heavyweight Championship, the rematch. And Andre takes Hogan down. Uh, Andre pins Hogan the entire time you see Hogan's arm up the referee counts three <clears throat> at a time there's no internet there's no nothing we don't know Dave first of all I don't think how many, I don't know how many people knew Dave Dave Hebner's name as far as fans go and all of a sudden Hogan's like I had my shoulder up what's happening my shoulder was up I didn't lose the match I didn't lose the match and then all of a sudden Dave comes out and you see that the referee's been paid. And Hogan cut one of the most dramatic promos of all. How much money? How much money did the million-dollar man pay him to get the surgery done? How much, brother? How much? And he walks off. And that led to the WrestleMania Four tournament, which elevated Macho Man Randy Savage from the intercontinental level to main event level. But it popped uh, probably the biggest rating in, in wrestling history as far as television goes at that time. Um, <clears throat> but Dave was a part of it. Dave was the first Hebner there. Um, his brother, his brother is obviously Earl. His son is Brian Hebner, who actually j- ironically just retired this week from refereeing. Um, so Dave has many more contribute uh, contributing factors as Earl began refereeing a lot more. Uh, Dave. Um, <clears throat> really took a more of a backstage role. I'm still very fuzzy on them being fired because I remember there was a WWE warehouse and apparently there was apparently there was selling memorabilia out of there and I've never fully understood the story and so I'm kind of hesitant to even talk about it just because it's kind of like I don't know because someone had asked me about that and I said yeah I've never understood that story but I've also never listened to someone who's told the full story. So I'm kind of just like, uh, I won't do that. Um, but rest in peace to him. Also, another referee passed away this this, this week, uh, just the other day. Tim White. <clears throat> For those of you who don't know, Tim White um, had those hilarious, like, dark, satirical, uh, like, he tried to kill himself after he couldn't referee anymore. He refereed some of the biggest matches. His very last match, uh, or second to last match wrestling, re- refereeing was, I'm stuttering, sorry, um, moving too fast was the hell in a cell between Jericho and Triple H where he got knocked off of the ring into the cell. He really tore his rotator cuff, and it was career-ending. Some of Tim White's uh, greatest moments were just him uh, essentially 
being a part of somebody. He 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 was one of the best sellers as a referee. Like he was down. You know, he was 68 years old, <clears throat> very much loved. Like uh, you should see the outpouring of love um, that he got. Matter of fact, I'm trying to pull something up really fast. Just a, fu- a fun fact about Tim White. He was Andre the Giant's handler for many, many years. And, he, and those two were friends. And I believe Andre the Giant, before he passed away, left him a bunch of land and um, <clears throat> a bunch of stuff. They were that close. I actually met Tim White one time. He was on the road. So I was in D.C., living in Maryland. And they used to do car, they still probably do car shows. I don't know. But I know my aunt used to get free tickets to the D.C. car show. I don't, I'm not a huge car fan. They run and sometimes they don't. I get that. Um, I just know you got to take care of them best you can. If you take care of them, they will more than likely take care of you. Um, so, <clears throat> let me just give some. Yeah, in 2002, the shoulder injury came between Triple H and Jericho at Judgment Day. Um, yeah, it was called the Lunchtime Suicide Series. I don't know if you can find it on YouTube or not. I remember they had that on WWE.com with him and uh, who was whoever that. Uh, announcer is that no one likes i don't mind him um what's his name is his name will his name be over here josh matthews they were doing this those lunchtime together um but anyways <clears throat> excuse me so i remember vividly he was being uh his hand uh he was being um uh, uh andre's handler i remember he, like those two were just super close but yeah anyway so that's my train of thought there for a second that's because I kept trying to do too much. <clears throat> Excuse me. But um, I remember vividly, I would go to his car. I went to the car show t- twice. They, she gave me tickets for, she, she gave me tickets three times, but the third time was for Big Show. So the first time I, was, I went was for Randy Orton. And they, they they sign whatever you want to. And it's usually a huge It's, it's The line is so long because it's a free autograph. But eventually... If you, I will say is that the car show people were good about saying, all right, he's here for three hours. They don't leave. They don't take breaks. So he's like, all right. So he or she will be like, all right, here's where we cut it off at. You can stay. And if people jump out, you can jump. We can put you in. But just, you know, once this, once we get here, we're probably done for the night, right? That's what's going to hit nine o'clock through to 10 o'clock. And Randy Warren was on time. And I remember, I remember vividly, <clears throat> um, Walking up the steps was my turn, like, but partly was as they're going up the steps to meet Randy. Seeing Tim White, I was like, oh, it's good to see you, you know, just to recognize what it is. Oh, thanks, you know, good to see you too, or whatever. I think he said it back. Um, <laughs> and um, I remember that, that was the last time I saw him. As far as, like, <clears throat> as far as me seeing him, like, uh, I, I don't think he did events after that. I think he just handled people, you know, like he did for Andre. I think he just got the travel done and stuff like that and anyways um so rest in peace to tim white uh, one of the all-time legends dave one of the all-time legends um in the business uh it's kind of sad because especially for uh one tim white's not in the hall of fame but <coughs> excuse me if they ever just start putting referees in the hall of fame it would be earl it would be dave it would be kyota it would be tim white um i do know i saw a tweet where I didn't know this. And by the way, people who keep asking me if I played WWE 2K20, I have it. I've never taken out the plastic. I need to play this fucking game. Apparently, Mike Kyoto is blurred. His face is blurred out in the WrestleMania showcase of Rey Mysterio, which is crazy. That's crazy to me. Like, who, why would they blur him out? I'm hoping that's just one person that was... <clears throat> oh, my gosh. I got to get some water. This is ridiculous. But like I said, I think I'm losing my voice. Sorry about that, guys. Excuse me. So, um, that was crazy me seeing that. So I'm hoping that's not the case. But I, I saw other. I actually looked under the comments and saw a bunch of people who were like, "Yeah, he is blurred out, and he's not too happy about it either." But it's kind of sad on the Hebner front because those two are such a staple, especially Earl. It feels like they've been like put out. The, they they acknowledge his death in WWE. But it feels like they've been kind of put out the pasture. So that's why I want to know that story. That's why, to me, that story is so crucial to hear. Because it has to be something deeper than them just selling memorabilia. 
you know, and getting caught doing it. Yeah, they got caught, they got fired. But, like, literally, they've been, I don't think Earl or any of the Hebners have been in AEW. But they were an impact, I know that. Um, but I'm just curious because I feel like they've been exiled from there. So, like, they probably will never get a WWE in the Hall, Hall of Fame induction, and this is posthumously. But um, that's the only sad part to me. But, anyways, rest in peace um, to them. And my condolences to their their loved ones, and they will be missed without a shadow of a doubt. <clears throat> so, as we go get to SmackDown, I this is probably the first live SmackDown I've been able to watch in a very long time, where I watch it as it's happening. And some takeaways from it: one, Baron Corbin is just I just don't find him or Matt Cat Moss entertaining. Um, two, Vince McMahon comes out. It's one of the biggest ovations. His events, of course, he will. He legit comes out to say nothing, but he says a whole lot in saying nothing. He legit came, and there's nothing he can say right now. I'm pretty sure. He, let's say, let, let's be real. Vince McMahon has a huge ego, but he has been on top of his game for 40 years and 35 of those years because he got Jerry McDevitt. And he's listened to, he's one of those people, one of those billionaires that is listened, that listens to his fucking counsel. <clears throat> and his counsel's probably like, you can't say anything. Cool. Word. He literally just said the whole uh, then, now, forever phrase. Well, that was him saying, I'm not dead. Watch me work. Legitimately, that's the only way to take that, as him saying that. <clears throat> now, I remember watching that. Remember, I remember I said to myself, there's nothing he's going to say. I, I felt the same way about him that I felt like I thought MJF and MJF was gonna do the day before uh, the week before, except this happened actually happened with Vince and I was like, <clears throat> just what I expected. There's nothing else he could say right now. He's gonna let the, the investigation people do their findings, dig up whatever they want to dig up, then he's gonna get back in that chair. John Moxley said it best: Vince is gonna die in that chair. So and, and also this was to pop a rating and, it, and apparently it did. Apparently it worked. So that, that to me that's crazy. Um, so that that's uh, it, <clears throat> that's just what that was. But this, all these things were overshadowed. All of them were overshadowed by a match that was the first time Riddle was main eventing a SmackDown for a World Championship match. You had Roman Reigns, first time we've seen him in weeks, defending the WWE Undisputed Universal Championship against Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle's first time getting a shot at a championship. Now, let me tell you something. So, here at Fan Expo, it was fun. It was cool. I remember I was having a bit of uh, confliction. So, when I first seen the lineup, and we're going to get... I was like, man, I see Matt Riddle on there. I'm going to tell you guys the full story and some, some, and some change, some time. But I asked a few people. Not a few people. It was like two people. Should I get Riddle's autograph? Like, yeah, you, you, should, you should. But I was on the fence about it, right? So I do regret not getting actual figure to have him sign. But he's been treated pretty well on the main roster. Much better than I expected. United States champion. Two-time tag team champion, main event to the pay-per-view with the Bloodline, main event to the SmackDown with Roman Reigns, the biggest star in their business and in their company right now. And match delivered without a shadow of a doubt. It was a fun match. Reigns beats Riddle clean. Riddle can no longer challenge for a championship as long as Reigns has a championship. Don't know where Reign, uh, where Riddle goes from here, but we know where Brock. Excuse me, we go. We know where Roman's going. We know exactly where he's going. So I remember watching it, and it was 9:51 or 8:51. Excuse me. I said, well, that match ended pretty abrupt, pretty clean. Something else is going to happen there. 8.51. Reigns <clears throat> taunts a little bit till 8.55. He's about to leave. All of a sudden, Brock Lesnar comes out. My first thought was, Brock is back. Okay. Kind of saw this coming because they had announced Brock to be back because Brock was supposed to be on Money in the Bank like Reigns was. But since it got moved to a smaller venue, they weren't going to take it, right? They weren't going to waste him on that. So then you come in, all of a sudden, he puts out his hand. Roman tries to shake it. He thinks it's a respect thing. He gets F5'd. Bloodline gets laid out. All of them get F5'd. <clears throat> I remember SmackDown going off the air, and I said to myself, they're really going to do a Reigns-Lesnar match, even though 
Reigns and Lesnar ended with Reigns winning clean. Interesting. Don't care for that. So, don't say anything. I'm just minding my own business. Later on that night, they announced it. SummerSlam main event is Brock and Roman for the WWE Undisputed Universal Championship in a last man standing match. How many... I'm going to use a line that I've heard before. How many bites at the championship does one person get? And then... When I was at Fan Expo, a fan pointed something very interesting out to me. When Brock came back at SummerSlam last year, it will be a full year, or close to it. But essentially, event-wise, it will be a full year. He's lost every match but two. And he's been in all championship matches. He came back, he fought at Crown Jewel. Lost. Came back, fought at day one, won the WWE Championship, then lost the WWE Championship, then won the WWE Championship, then lost again. He was three and two. How did that warrant a championship? But with me even saying that, Reigns made a good point. Who else is there? I think you always have AJ Styles. But here's my thing. AJ Styles is too busy fighting for the honor of Cody Rhodes. What, he gives a shit? Where's Bobby Lashley at? We haven't seen that match yet. Like, why is this? Why is this happening again? And if I hear someone tell me the Bully Ray line of, it's SummerSlam, they need a big number, you can go fuck yourself. And I mean that as disrespectfully as possible. That's super annoying. It's just super F you and super effing lazy. And I don't believe this was a move. I know it's being reported that <clears throat> it's not, but I never got this as this being a move because Vince, the Vince thing or the Cody thing, this was always the move. We have to remember Reigns and Brock were booked for money in the bank. So he was supposed to come back around this time. And since we have two pay-per-views next month in the same month, Marina Bank being in early July and SummerSlam being in early, um, excuse me, in late July, which is the first time in history it's ever happened, they need to start right now. So I'm just like, okay. And there's clearly never going to be into this feud. Um, but I will say this. I saw a report and I've seen it twice. I think it's an interesting report, right? So... Apparently, WWE, this is according to Meltzer and Observer, are thinking with there being less... The idea of the unifying the titles was to see Reigns on both shows more. But with Reigns taking a lighter schedule, essentially, they are kind of having buyer's remorse. So they feel like the best way to bring back prestige to the championship, because it does lose some prestige every time it's not on TV, is they may have Seth Rollins be the one to defeat Roman Reigns. So I didn't think about this, right? Because my first thought about Money in the Bank was Lacey Evans is probably going to win on the women's side. Um, unless they give it to Raquel Gonzalez. But I feel like Raquel Gonzalez is more going to chase it. But I feel like they've been pushing Lacey Evans so hard that she's going to be the one to win it. I didn't know who's going to win on the men's side. Well, first of all, the brackets are not even full. <clears throat> the positions are not even full, so we don't know who's going to be in it. But Seth Rollins could, could be an option to during that last man standing match, then be the one to take it. Now, here's the problem with that. Drew McIntyre is going to be in the main event of that Clash in the Castle pay-per-view. So who's ever wrestling, who's ever the champion is going to wrestle him. And I'm assuming that's where Drew's going to get his third world title reign. I don't know if you make Rollins a transitional champion. I don't know if you're going to split the titles up. I feel like a splitting of the titles is going to happen to where... Rollins may get the the Universal Championship. Reigns will keep the WWE Championship, and I and I think if, if that's where they're gonna go with it, because that's where they're gonna go with it, then it makes <clears throat> me personally, I think Cody should be able to the throne Rain, 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 Reigns, but I truly believe that they're gonna probably pull the trigger on him defeating Seth Rollins for the title, which I don't know how I feel about that, but 
that was just an interesting report I saw. And they need some options. But they've done a piss poor job of building up anybody else. The only person Reigns has not beaten this is Rollins. He's, he's the only person that he has not defeated. And so we'll see where that comes from. We'll see that where that goes. But I just thought that was a very interesting thing. But I do not care about Brock and Roman ever. Just don't care. <clears throat> it was official. Made official a couple days ago. Winner takes all. Forbidden door. Rapungi Vice versus the ROH and AAA Tag Team Champions in FTR versus the Bullet Club and New Japan Tag Team Champions. The ROH Tag Team Championships are on the line and the New Japan Championships are on the line. I would have to imagine this is where FTR takes and has all the gold for the most part. Um, that's going to be an awesome match. And finally, we're getting to the fun stuff here, not the drama-filled stuff. Um... Unrivaled Wave 4 images came out. Those figures look amazing. Jay Cargill looks amazing. Punk looks amazing. They look amazing. Fun fact, I had, I was uh, it's the first time I've been to a con and seeing that uh, variants were for sale. I saw Lance Archer or Darby Allen. The Darby Allen have variant already in a Reho for sale. Those mother bleepers are selling for $150. Now, let me tell you something. Sorry about that. I don't know. I, I think it's cool to find a variant. I still don't know. <clears throat> How do I put this? I still don't know exactly what makes them special outside of the find. Does it make sense what I'm saying? I feel like you find them, that's, that's dope. But what does it mean? after like when you're selling it like i get it everybody has their own price right million dollar man talk but i guess i'm just confused because i'm like well okay cool but what do what would you sell it for because i don't know i don't know many people that sell variants because i found several wwe variants like i remember i bought a keith lee variant because you could buy the variants of wwe offline but i remember i found a shinsuke nakamura variant a triple h variant and it's cool, you know, but I just don't know if it's like, I don't know what that means, you know. I get it as one out of 3,000, but well, I, I, I'm not that naive. But I guess my main point is, what do you, like, do people buy, I guess that's my question to the collectors. Do people actually go out of the way to buy variants to, to collect? I'm sure they do, but, like, what is the most you paid for it and why did you pay that, that, that amount for it? So I guess that's why I'm curious, so. Um, that I did see the wave four images. I did, did to answer you guys' questions. They're they're, they're fire. I only got Jay Cargill from that though. Um, I, I may get AEW version of Punk, <clears throat> and I did. I, I don't think I have a suit version of Cody, so I might get that. But we'll see. You know, it just depends on uh, how I'm feeling. But um, oh my goodness, I can't believe I did that. I wrote on the. <laughs> that's, that's funny. Um, that makes a lot of sense though. <clears throat> Excuse me. I definitely am losing my voice. I think I think it was too much. Um, you know, uh, and um, oh yeah, and Fan Expo. Let's just get to that. So it was fun. Made a lot of new people. Made a lot of fans. Um, it. I am exhausted. I and my cousin brought up a good point. Going in and out from heat, extreme heat to cool, blah blah blah. That does tire you out. But I'm more exhausted because I had a hell of a weekend. So about a month ago, a little over a month ago, I was just looking at Fan Expo in Dallas, just looking up stuff, seeing who, who would be. In places where I would be, you know, and I seen a bunch of WWE wrestlers. Now, before at MechaCon, which is a part of Fan Expo, I saw that Kevin Owens was gonna be there and whoever else was gonna be there, right? And this was so different because you just don't see WWE wrestlers at these events. Like, legitimately, you might see them at a local cricket store, or Kmart, and honestly, I don't go to those events because. You can't get them to sign anything but an 8x10 and might have, like, an ugly... Like, the Brian Danielson and Kelly Kelly, I have the autograph on the same page. But it's, like, this ugly red thing. But I still have their autograph, so I, I'm, like, I'm not going to go my way to buy one when I have one already because that's insanity to me. Um, <clears throat> it's, like, unless I get a really dope piece, then I'm, like, all right, cool, I did it. So, um, I just don't go there. And this is a conversation I think I had with someone at WrestleCon. And he was, like, I still bring my stuff because he goes to all these things. He's like, I still go and still bring it just in case. I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to. That's insanity. You know it's not going to. You know it's not going to happen. Why are you doing this, right? So anyways, 
Um, I saw this and I said, man, you know, that'd be cool. And so all of a sudden, I look at Dallas Expo where I'm going to be at, you know, um, paneling and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden, out of the cold blue sky, <clears throat> excuse me, I look around. I'm like, whoa, they had Carmella, who, who eventually canceled, um, Edge, Riddle, The Undertaker, um, the Bella Twins, um, AJ Styles. I think that's it. And matter of fact, I can just look it look it up. So let's give me hold on a second. Let's 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 have this let's go on this adventure together. Uh okay. <clears throat> Alright. I think I think I got them all, but we'll see. Alright. Alright, so yeah. It was Ed Sheamus. Taker, Riddle, Bella Twins, Alexa Bliss, Ric Flair, Seth Rollins, AJ Styles, and Carmella. Carmella was the only one that um, canceled. So anyways, <clears throat> I was having this struggle because, well, one, I wasn't having a struggle with this. So last year, uh, I think I, t- I told the story in the podcast before, but for new people, I'll tell them again. So last year, uh, I was gearing up to go to Comic Palooza. I had a panel. And... Um, I seen that Christian Cage was going to be there. I was like, oh, gosh. Anyone who knows me knows I'm a big Christian Cage fan. And I was like, I'm going to get him to sign some stuff. So <clears throat> I bought this fan takeover thing for like 40 bucks. Everywhere else, those fan takeovers, we talked about this before, those fan takeovers are like 80 to 100 bucks. They just are so much. And so I was able to get it for 40 because the guy had multiple ones. <clears throat> but I completely forgot that maybe two years prior, I was just in this comic book store I frequent every now and then and they sometimes just have these little gems now I remember there was this two pack and this three pack it was from the Jack specific era of I know people point out I say Jack specific I don't say specific I say Pacific but it's like it's so hard to I just slowed down my entire speech and be like Jack's Pacific and that's just too much work sometimes well anyways I had seen this three pack from the Jack Pacific era see still sounds the fucking same um, where it was the Hardy Boys and Lita. Lita's in the middle of the Hardy Boys. I said, man, that's badass, right? But at the time, I just didn't really want it. Um, <clears throat> I was on more of a budget. You're always on a budget, but I mean, I saw that and I was like, ah. But then I seen this Edge and Christian two-pack. Now, obviously, they both cost the same, but I think I was buying some. You know what? It was the same day I bought the Batman. They had the Batman, the Animated Series Batmobile. I had to get it. It was like 150 bucks, so I didn't want to go crazy and pay 300 dollars for a bunch of stuff. But anyways, and they seen this two pack, same thing, Jack specific. It was the Edge and Christian two pack. It was from their for the benefit of those with fly photography era, where they have like like the gimmicks they had, where it was with Kurt Angle and they put the faces on the cameras. And so I was like, man, this is pretty fucking cool. I didn't know these two things existed. Because Jack specific, I am a huge fan of their line. Uh, I had so much of their stuff. But they were putting out so much product at the time. And it was different product like that. That it was, I had no money at the time I was a kid. It was hard to keep up. And so I just didn't know these existed. So I chose the Edge and Christian 2-pack. So I completely forgot I bought it. Completely 100% forgot I bought it. So I'm going through this box to find my Hellboys. I bought a Hellboy. And I remember saying to myself, if I ever meet Ron Perlman, I'm going to give him the fucking sign this Hellboy. Sure enough, he's at the same kind. He's at Comic Palooza. I'm like, holy crap, on a cracker, Batman. I have to have him sign this. So I'm going through this box. I get my Hellboy out. And I look down. I see that two-pack. I said, holy crap, I got to get Christian to sign this too, right? Because I was never going to. I bought that with the intent to never open it. So I think sometimes, as I say all the time, two-packs or, or getting two things autographed sometimes can be overkill, but sometimes it's worth it. Like, I, I had seen it sign three different things. So I get to Comic Palooza. I meet Christian. He signed both of my things. He looks at the, the two-packs and says, man, I, I didn't know this existed. This is pretty cool. He says, he's signing it. He says, you should get edge signed. I said, yeah, it's a great theory, but WWE people don't sign stuff. It's usually at, at cricket stores. He said, honestly, they may do stuff in the future. Just just, just look out for it. But he was like, that would be a really bad, a really cool piece if you get Christian, uh, edge signed as well. I said, cool. I see Edge, I'm like, holy crap, I can get him to sign this piece and like complete the autograph set, right? And so, and I remember this, and I got 
cool because I actually have never actually comp- done that before. I actually had a completed piece design. I remember, I can't remember which kind I was at now. They all blend in. But I remember someone came to my booth last year and we're talking, just chopping it up. And he was like, uh, and the guy asked me, hey, are you still a fan? I was like, yeah, I love it, man. He said, sometimes I said, sometimes I got like, um, remember I'm here as a worker as well and not get too caught up in the fandom. And he was telling me a crazy story about uh, Batman and Robin. I don't remember who played Robin. I don't remember his real name. Matter of fact, let's just fucking look it up. <clears throat> 19, what, 50s? Yeah. Burt Ward, that was his name. Burt Ward and who else? Adam West. <clears throat> so apparently those two had a really bad falling out. And apparently one time he was at the same con as them. And so he didn't know what was going on. He, he knew there was a few, but he knew not to bring it up. Well, he had gotten Burt Ward to sign this two pack he had. And the guy, apparently Adam West just did not like him to this point where if you had something where Burt Ward's signature was on at first, he wouldn't sign it. He wouldn't complete the set. And so as, as he's this guy's in line, he said the, the helper, he hands the helper what he wants Adam wants to sign. Adam says, oh, and the dude says, oh, man, I'm so sorry. Adam's not going to sign this because you had Burt Ward sign it first. You should have had him sign it first. I was like, no, you did. He, and apparently, like, <clears throat> he said, well, I got literally nothing else from the sign. I don't want an 8 by 10 I'll take an 8 by 10 but can we try to pass this through first? And so Adam was like, looked at He said he could see Adam was like grimace. I like, they just, but he just signed it. But he didn't talk to him, though. And I was like, I would, I would take that exchange, though. He's like, yeah, I did. I was at that point. I was like, I'm taking the win. I'm not gonna talk. I'm not gonna talk to him. And so I thought that was fucking crazy, right? But so many people I know, and I was having a, this conversation with a collector on Saturday. He was like, how when you have two pieces like that, it's worth getting it completed, right? I never had any intention. I was never gonna open it. I was never planning on getting. It. I completely forgot about the motherfucker. So Christian kind of spoke that into existence. And so I said, okay, I, I, I'm already going. I got to get Edge to sign this, right? But that's when I said earlier, I was on the fence about Riddle. And I, was, and I saw Seth Rollins was going to be there. I said, you know what? I, I, I want a Seth Rollins autograph. You know, that would be something cool to have two-thirds of the Shield. Because I got Moxley to sign something, what, a year ago or two years ago? Whatever it was. It was a year ago, I think. Under a year ago now. And so I was like, I'll get Rollins to sign something or whatever. So I bought something from him to sign. <clears throat> but I didn't buy anything for Riddle because I wasn't sure I was on the fence. I was, I was just on the fence. So Saturday, I was doing my work, and then I got in line. I had someone holding down my, my booth for me, and Rollins wasn't scheduled to be there until 12. So I'm, it's funny. Me and this one guy, still, he's in the Seamus line. I'm in my line. We're by ourselves at first. For maybe the first half an hour, we're by ourselves. And I'm looking, I'm looking, and Rollins isn't scheduled to be there until 12. Either him or Seamus. And I remember looking, and me and him looked at each other on our phone. We both look at each other at the same time and say, we're not going to fucking place. We're, we're, we're first. We want to get this over with. <clears throat> so they came they came around 1210, 1212, 12, uh, yeah, 1210, 1215, something like that. Got in, got my autograph. He has, like, the most basic autograph ever. It's just an S and an R. Um, and um, that was it. Um, but I got that taken care of. And then today, or as I record, this is Sunday. So Riddle and Edge were both scheduled to come at 10 a.m. So I was technically second in line, but Edge had so many VIPs. But it got once it got rolling, it got rolling. I was probably I was probably in line for maybe five minutes once he got there and sat down. But I was looking over to my left and I seen that Matt Riddle had no one in line. I, I, well, I mean, no one. It's like very few people. I was like, man. I kept saying to the guy in front of me, he's like, you gonna get real awesome, man. If I if I leave this line and see this less than 10 people, yes. And Edge's line was ridiculous. <clears throat> I was surprised that Edge didn't get the Cena and Undertaker treatment where he's behind a, uh, a, 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 a was a kind of like a little cloth room or whatever. I, I was surprised he didn't get that treatment um, because his line was so long. Um, I figured him and Alessa Bliss would, would be like that way. So anyways, I get him to sign the piece. It looks gorgeous. It's, uh, it's officially all done. I see, look over. It's like six, seven people in line. I go buy a ticket. I come back. It's like one person in line now. Like fucking fantastic. I have an eight by ten. But I said, you know what? Still got his autograph. It was worth it. I didn't have to wait in line for. It. I legit just walked 
round, handed my ticket, got it autographed. He was talking, super cool, um, and I left. But in the process of this, while I was in Edgeline and we're waiting for him, one of the VIPs had put me on the game that this company, Fetterman and Fan Expo and WWE, came to an agreement to have WWE talents at all the Fan Expos. I don't know if that's going to be, I don't know how true that is, because, uh, or if it just started and it's a light thing. I mean, I know it's true, but I don't know if, if they're going to be at all Fan Expos because I've looked up other Fan Expos because I was going to give you guys like this big, like, um, overarching place to find people if if you want to honestly the next fan expo is in denver and there's no wrestlers there matter of fact let's let's pull this up right now just to do this and this episode's kind of probably going a little too long um so i'll try to wrap it up in like the next 10 minutes um so hold on one second all right what's going on okay there we go <clears throat> so yeah the next one's in denver and as of this morning, when I looked at it, there was no celebrities there, right? That's July 1st to 3rd. Let's look at Chicago. And after that, we'll wrap this show up. Because maybe, maybe they just have no one to send to Denver yet. Or, I mean, for, supposedly these people were announced pretty late. So I still think it's, what, oh, oh, two weeks away? I still think it's a little too late to be adding people, but that's just me. Oh, wow. Joe Berthenthal is going to be at Chicago. That's dope. Um... <laughs> Yeah, there's no one. There's no wrestlers there either, so um, I don't. That's what I'm saying. Like I just don't think they have it all locked in yet. Let's look at Boston. <clears throat> but the point is, apparently this still has been signed. A couple people did acknowledge it. So just look at for your. If you want something autographed from a, a WWE person, now mind you, you won't get any inscriptions on. It. You're just getting their names. That's all you're getting. So if you're looking for more, just be grateful you're getting what you're freaking getting. Honestly. Um, because you're not going to get more than that. Um, and we'll look at Denver one time before I go. Yeah, there's no, there's no one here, too. So, anyways, yeah, just so you guys know, just be aware of it. Apparently, this, it is coming. And so, if you just so happen to uh, be on the lookout and you want some stuff signed by your favorite WWE talent, just go to RosterCon. And someone actually told me a very interesting stat too from RosterCon. Apparently this is this was Edge's first signing that wasn't just WWE promoted since 2017. So if you guys want to autograph something, you guys better uh, step your game up and if this, they're coming to your town, just save your pennies, you know? So, <clears throat> anyways, that is the show for this week. Um, that is <laughs> an extra show for show for this week. I was not planning on going an hour, but we've had to talk about a lot of stuff. So, anyways, uh, Hope you guys enjoyed the analysis of Cody Rhodes. By the time I drop this, this will be later on Mondays. My plane lands like 6 in the morning, but the episode, I believe, will drop at like 2 o'clock in the morning. So I'm going to still upload this on Monday at some point. So you're going to have a bunch of content. Um, you've already had a bunch of content. We've had a bunch of shit happen. So um, I'm going to go get some dinner and then shut it down myself. So anyways, that is the sh- that is the extra show for this week. Hope you guys enjoyed it. I will talk to you guys on Wednesday for the review of Miss Marvel Episode 3. I am Slow Chemical, and we are out.